0: Hallelujah! Christ is risen! He is risen indeed! Alleluia! Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, our Father, and the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing... You may have life in his name. With all of the extra time on your hands in the midst of this quarantine, I hope you have spent some of that time daydreaming, thinking about the simple pleasures in life, and taking some time to pause and consider the very foundations of what you are all about, what you enjoy who you enjoy being with. What brings you peace and rest and wholeness? That is a blessing in disguise in all of this, I suppose. Almost every home in this church has been given more time to reflect, more time with one another, more time with family, or more time alone to ponder in the stillness what gives them life fills them up? What gives them rest? Some of you are now teaching your children at home. That's fun. Others are learning from their children. Math has changed since I last learned it. Some are gardening and planting trees and vegetables. Others are getting outside and taking more walks and cooling their mind down. We are reading new books and learning new board games, or you may be organizing and cleaning all that clutter. Others are spending more time with their dogs, while their dogs are wondering what an incredible fortune has fallen upon them. We are living a dog's dream. Some are resting. Some are healing, recovering from physical trauma and recent surgeries others from emotional trauma. And the extra time in that solitude is a much welcomed season in life, especially for the busy and the overburdened and the weary one. The Lord knows what you need, and he has given to us all more time to grow closer. Though we may be physically apart, the Christian home, the family, is being repaired, mended, poured over with his love right now before our very eyes all across the world. So we give thanks for this extra time to be with one another, to draw closer, and to find what gives you peace and joy, life. These are such good things, these simple pleasures, and the Lord is certainly pleased when you find joy in his creation. When a wife embraces her husband, when a father has that teaching moment with his child, when you stitch and sew, paint and clean, work from home and care for God's people, for the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The Lord desires for you to have life. He yearns for it the way a mother yearns for her daughter, to be at peace with herself, humble and yet courageous, determined and helpful. The way a father yearns for his son to be noble and virtuous, honest and self-sacrificial. And so the Lord, our Heavenly Father, yearns that you, his child, would have life. Jesus Christ came so that you, Would have life. Everything that John writes in his gospel is for you to have life. He states rather straightforwardly the very purpose of his writing these things are written that you may have life in his name. Have life. It is the stated goal of the gospel of John. But what is life? this thing which God so desperately yearns for you to have? Well, that is the question I invite you to daydream about in the lonely days of COVID-19. What is life, Lord? What's it all about? As the sun beams down on your face, as your child squirms and giggles, As you hear the birds singing and you see the lilies in the field growing without toiling or spinning. As you sit there in your room listening or in your car listening to this sermon. Is life found in the bustling of the trees? And that warm cup of coffee poured in the morning. Is it found in the cereal that is called life? Was life the feeling one gets? When the simple pleasures are enough, when even the soul is content with hardship and calamity, hunger, want, and need, and scarcity? Is life the stillness of the heart a assure confidence that all is well? Or is it so much more? We begin with this truth, and, and maybe it's all we need to know. That life is a thing created by God. God makes life. God fashions life together. All life. All the earth. All of creation. Every planet, star, moon, and sun. Every fish. Every creeping thing that creeps on the ground. Every animal and bird. From the worms under your feet to the giant humpback whale in the ocean. Every magnolia tree and blooming redbud. Every flower and shrub. The weeds and the thorns were kind of our fault. Every human, every male and female, created in the womb of a woman, all of creation is filled with life that is created by God, which means that life is a gift. Life was freely given to you by God's pure love. You did not give yourself life, you did not choose it for yourself. You did not earn it for yourself. You did not work for it or prove that you could do something with it first before God simply gave it to you. No, God gifted you life, and it is his creation. Received by the creature from the creator. Life flows from the grace and undeserved love of God. And it is freely given. Maybe that's all we need to know. For that alone is enough for our souls to find some rest. To find true rest. For how much of our day is spent trying to find more life, trying to come up with more life, trying to stir up more life in us, but we can't. Life isn't dependent on us. We can only destroy life, but we can't create life. Life is only created by God, not by us. That's way above our pay grade. And I would stop there for today, but the scriptures add yet another thing to our pondering of life this morning. This life which God desperately yearns for you as a parent yearns for their child depends. It hangs on one main ingredient. And without this ingredient, life cannot exist before God eternally. And that one ingredient is faith. To have life is to believe in God. And the Lord desires you to believe. He yearns for you to have faith. Everything John writes in his gospel hangs on this. These things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. So what does it mean to believe? What is faith? This thing which God so desperately yearns for you to have. Is faith the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen? Is faith capable of moving a mountain into the heart of a sea? Is faith measurable? Do some have small faith and some great faith? Do some have weak faith and others strong faith? Is faith a stillness of the soul? and assure trust and confidence in the Lord that all is well? Or is it all these things and so much more? We begin with this truth, and maybe it's all we need to know, that faith is a thing created by God. God makes faith. God fashions faith into the heart and soul of the one who hears his word. For faith comes by hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. The word of God creates faith. The word of Jesus creates life. And so this powerful word also creates faith. Some need proof, like Thomas. Lord, I will not believe until I put my fingers in your side. Yet others, like you, do not need to see to believe. Have you believed, Thomas, because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. The entire bride of Christ, his church, she was created by the Lord, not by man. And she is filled with the faith that is created by God. Which means that faith is a gift. Your faith It was given to you by God's pure love, by the working of the Holy Spirit. You did not give yourself faith. You did not choose it. You did not earn it. You did not work for it and prove that you could do something with it first before God gave it to you. It is a thing that is freely given by God's grace. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Ephesians 2, verses 8 through 9. Think of this. You did not give yourself life just as you did not give yourself faith Faith is a gift created by God and given to you. For as we confess this truth in the small catechism so beautifully, I believe that I cannot believe on my own reason or strength in Jesus Christ, my Savior, or come to Him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel and enlightened me with His gifts. The Holy Spirit has given you faith through the gospel, the word of Christ. And maybe this is all we need to know. For that alone is enough for the soul to find true rest. For how much of our day is spent trying to find more faith, trying to come up with more faith, trying to stir up more faith in ourselves, but we can't. We find ourselves weak, locking ourselves in rooms gripped with fear again and again, just like the disciples. Yet faith is not something that we can create. It's only something that we can destroy, like the gift of life. Faith is created only by God, and it must remain His work alone. It's way above our pay grade. Faith is his doing, and what a marvelous, beautiful, wonderful doing it is of God. And so both of these things, faith and life, they are gifts from the Lord, freely given to you in your baptism, in the words, the gospel of your Savior poured over your head in the water, spoken in with and under the bread and the wine and the supper, in the hearing of our Lord's death and resurrection from the grave. All things on earth, all things of heaven, all good things, they are gifts from God, given freely to you so that you may have life. And that life, your life before God, it entirely hangs upon one man. Not you. The gift of life, faith, forgiveness, and salvation, it all depends on another. True God and true man, the Lord Jesus Christ, who comes to you every day to give you his life, his faithfulness, his perfect obedience to the law, his peace. And the Lord does not need an upper room in the middle of Jerusalem that was locked for fear of the Jews to come to you today. All he needed was a little virus and his spoken word. And so Christ stands among you and speaks his word anew into your life to sustain your faith. Peace be with you. And so it is, dear Lord. It is just as you say, Peace be with you. Amen. Now may that peace, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Alleluia. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia.